Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. All my horror heads, sci-fi geeks, and fantasy freaks. It's another episode of the Holiday the 13th podcast. And I'm here with special guests. Introduce yourself. Ooh, hello. My name is Nisha Daly, and I am a fearful fan of horror. Fearful fan of horror. So what is it? Talk a little. Uh, introduce a little bit about yourself to the audience and uh, why you're here to re- uh, discuss these movies today. Uh, horror for me, like my voice is shaking right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. You're the good. fact that I'm talking about this is just the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, particularly, it was a traumatizing experience for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family is really big into horror and really big into Halloween. And mm-hmm. I always struggle with that. I'm a sensitive <laughs> soul, right? But like, I couldn't, I had to be strong, you know? Like, I couldn't. So, what, um, besides your family being fans of it what what it got you into it like on your own like to where you're like because you say you had to be strong so what was it that just made you want to say hey fuck it i'm gonna watch these movies and what movie was it that got you into it i don't the, the reason i watch scary movies is because my family say we're gonna watch this movie oh, okay. I, i'm not <laughs> out here seeking the horror <laughs> it comes and finds me so that's okay so i know you're not a fan of so that's that's what was interesting about Tess. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because you immediately said, oh, I love that movie. And I was like, what the fuck? Because like, she don't even like these kind of movies, but that's the one she likes. So that struck a chord with me. So I was like, you know what? You're going to come up with podcast because you have to explain this, how a non-horror fan likes Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because uh, not to say it's just not a good movie, because it's actually, yeah, one of my favorites. But yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. It. So what is it that you like about Texas Chainsaw Then we're going to discuss uh, discuss it. Go ahead. Well, that, the I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one starts off where it's like a documentary style, mm-hmm. where these are real life events that took place. And I was just, didn't know movies could lie. Oh. You know? So I'm like this nine-year-old I'm girl. I'm that too, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I saw this when I was nine. And, and, and then it says based on a true story. Yes. But not knowing the true story was nothing like that. No. But, yeah. So it, with me too. <laughs> yeah, like, it captured me. Like, it brought me into that scene. And then just, uh, I think, the, the brother and the sister dynamic mm-hmm. of that and his helplessness. And mm-hmm. just everyone's helplessness in that film mm-hmm. and the sheer... And this is the original. This is the original. Okay, okay, okay. So let's get into it. So she's talking about the 1974 original Texas Chainsaw Massacre directed by Toby Hooper, uh, written by Kim Hinkle and Toby Hooper, and shot by Daniel Pearl. And the, the cinematography is one of the best things uh, about the movie. So if you could... Can you just read the plot synopsis for the audience? All right. When Sally, Marilyn Burns, hears that her grandfather's grave may have been vandalized, she and her paraplegic brother, Franklin, who is played by Paul A. Parton, set out with their friends to investigate. After a detour to their family's old farmhouse, they discover a group of crazed, murderous outcasts living next door. As a group is attacked one by one by the chainsaw-wielding Leatherface, played by Gunnar Hansen, who wears a face of human skin, the survivors must do everything they can to escape. Dum dum dum. Uh, <laughs> you actually sounded like one of the uh, documentarians reading that. Uh, yes. So Texas Chainsaw, the true part, it was based on serial. Not, well, I didn't think he was a serial killer, but Aggie. Yeah. So this I didn't know until it's ubiquitous knowledge now. But mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was the inspiration for um, Hannibal Lecter and Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they when they raided this man's house, he had human furniture every damn where, 
and he was a grave robber, and that was the Texas Chainsaw part, but he was a cannibal as well, so that was the Hannibal Lecter mm -hmm. part, and he had a weird-ass, oh, I shouldn't say weird, um, a rather strange, familiar relationship with his mother. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that was the Norman Bates part, and then he like killed his he killed his brothers uh, supposedly yes. set set a field on fire and killed his brother, but that's that's all alleged. So I guess I can't really say that that man gone. But if it ain't, I don't want to put nothing on him that he ain't do. But uh, his estate is gonna come for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, defamation of uh, character. allegedly. Yeah. So let me let me. <laughs> Uh, so the cast, the original Leatherface was played by Gunnar Hansen, and we were just talking about this. Mm -hmm. uh, how effective was he as a villain to you the first time? The, you the, seen the first one, fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was just it made no sense. Mm -hmm. It just made no sense, and that was the terrifying part. It didn't have an origin story, mm -hmm. so it really is just this madman, and it's just this this family. It just. But the fact that it's, the, again, that brother and that sister dynamic right there. So to, to get through the cast, we have, of course, Sally played by Marilyn yes. Burns. Jerry played by Alan Denzinger. Uh, Franklin, the brother, Paul A. Parton. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kirk, that was played by William Vale. Pam, played by Terry McCann. The the Hitchhiker was played by Edwin mm -hmm. Neal. <laughs> the old man, who's credited as, it was uh, Jim Sadow. And then, of course... Uh, Leatherface, played by Gunnar Hansen, the original Leatherface, and I don't think he ever reprised his role, if I'm not mis mistaken, but uh, he was the original. Then Grandfather, uh, a 19-year-old Joe Dugan, uh, I don't know, I guess it was easier to apply the prosthetics, but it, I just thought it was funny he was played by a 19-year-old, and he's playing like a 100-year-old man. So anyway, I believe the cast for this movie... It was phenomenal. So what I like about Texas Chainsaw, the original, so I didn't see it in its entirety till I was uh, much older. I remember being on, on TV, the late night shows. But, of course, um, sometimes the quality was bad. It was always like background stuff. Then my mom really didn't allow that kind of stuff. She didn't like the devil's uh, media in the house, so we couldn't watch horror movies. So it was a bit uh, rebellious for me to be like, you know, trying to watch it. But anyway... That movie was always so uh, eerie to me, so I, I never finished it until I got much older. So the one I liked was the 2003 one that we're going to speak about in a moment. So when I went back and watched this, um, not recently, but uh, uh, as I got older, as an adult. Like how old were you? Uh, late 20s. Okay, the first time okay, I okay. watched it as an adult, just all the way through. Uh, yeah, I'm like... And at this time, I'm into my little, uh, I think I'm smart in order to think about movies. Mm -hmm. So it, it it was really like an art house film. And then I seen, because um, people would echo that sentiment. And I'm like, what the fuck? So when I watch it, watched it, like the cinematography is great. Uh, I love the music. I love how it was, mm. it's scary as hell, but it's not really bloody and gory. Because I'm used to all those ones just... It, to me, I'm just laughing at the crazy shit, you know. They're not, they're not as serious. But the original '74 one, uh, I, I see why that's heralded as it is coming out. Of, I can imagine watching that in the cinema in 1975 and not being able to sleep for like a week. I see why this is people's favorite uh, horror movie. Uh, and then revisiting it when we talked about doing this, so I just watched it like a week ago. And I, and I love it even more. I'm like, God damn, this is a really good movie. And getting more in recent years into Giallo films, the Italian Giallo films. Are you familiar with them? No. 
Uh, they're called yellow because uh, the color yellow. So the films, the movie posters were always yellow. Uh-huh. So they just started calling them yellow films. But these are like super sensationalized fucking color fever dream, dreams of movies. I don't know if you've seen Suspiria. That's no. one of the most popular ones. But anyway, uh, it's just a certain kind of style. And Texas Chainsaw, the original, it kind of echoes that kind of... Because when you get like the, 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 the opening, it's like that weird saturation with the colors mm-hmm. and the quick edits. You remember when they're on her eye and shit? Yeah. Like that's that's kind of like that style of filmmaking. But um, so anyway, getting into that, what were other particularly parts... But in particular, what are parts about this movie again that you like? Because oh. we got into the cast. Oh no, we didn't. I didn't hear you talk about the cast. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I didn't have like I don't have an opinion on the cast. Like oh, okay, for okay. me, I'm just like it was just terrifying. Like because oh, okay. again, like you were like in your late twenties when you first saw it. Mm-hmm. I was like a young child, so okay. this was just like a, a real film for me. And so um, I just I've watched all the subsequent ones, but um, I just the. The horror, just they're screaming. I just remember there's so many parts where they're just the characters just screaming, mm-hmm. and like at the at the dinner party scene, mm-hmm. and that was just madly effective. Yeah, because because like what what else are you gonna do? Like this mm-hmm. woman is tied up and she's screaming and they're howling at her. So it's it's so it's that aspect of the horror that makes it. Because uh, I guess for me that part, those parts, they're they're. I mean. Yeah, they get to you, but I'm more like, ah, oh, I'm putting myself in that situation, so I'm mad, <laughs> so I'm not there like, oh, man, so, so, that, that's just funny that you look at it like Yeah, that. like, I, I... Well, not funny, obviously, that's the point of a horror movie, is to scare people, but... <laughs> yeah, and it was just... I guess I don't connect like that. I know, that's interesting. So, what are the scary parts for you in the movie? Like, what were you scared of? Uh, To me... When he when he hit dude in the in the head the the first mm, kill mm-hmm. in the hammer that shit fucked me up when I first seen Ooh. it because again it's silent there's no mm. needle drop there's no strings doo doo you know what I'm saying and it just uh then you don't hear nothing but him shaking on the ground and shit yes dude and then there's that little squeal yes and, and to me that kind of shit is more effective than just seeing somebody get chopped up and shit. Yeah. That's, that's a, again, we spoke about it. I'm not really into torture porn, really. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not, in. I'm not, not a really, fan. just a little bit. <laughs> well, because I like it if it's effective. I'm not into mm-hmm. uh, movies just being uh, bloody for no reason. Not to say, because some movies are just made to be outlandish yeah. and over the top so when they do that well i think it's it's it's, it's yeah superb but i don't like movies that just that it's just like mean pints of blood yeah well it's not the uh amount that bothers me yeah. i guess it's more sort of motive so because some movies people just walk around and chop up people and it's like all right but it's no story or nothing like that so when you get a movie like that it has to be funny or mm-hmm. something not necessarily funny but it has to it has to be well done. Because f- fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it really doesn't have a plot. They just mm. show up and fucked up shit happens yes. to you. But it's not telling you a story about anything. It's just done effectively well. Yes. And for the time, I could see it being gruesome well, and bloody and yeah. shit. Yeah. So when you, when you say for the time, like also, you know, that naivety that those people had, mm-hmm. the lack of exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like nine. So I could kind of see. But you that, never want to go to Texas, huh? <laughs> No, man, definitely not. But another thing about that film that just makes it what it is is like you mentioned the music but so much mm-hmm. of it is sounds mm-hmm. so many sounds like when the, you that's effective to me yeah too. it's like the beginning of the um when they do the camera flashes the camera, like, 
Yeah. Like, yeah. oh and my God. And that sounds iconic now. They, they put it in everywhere, yes. even in places it didn't belong. But yes. Yeah. But it just like, it gets under your skin. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. Like, a good horror film, you leave still having like the, the mind, feel yeah. of it. You have that energy. You carry it with you. Oh, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. I think Toby Hooper definitely did his thing and went on to do Poetry Guys, which is. That's in like my top ten, but uh, I think I'd have uh, the contrast between the two movies because this one is more surreal. And he tried to implement more humor in, in this one, uh, or in the original, he tried to implement more more humor. But the original is so surreal. When you watch Poltergeist, it's um, that was produced by Steven Spielberg. People actually thought for a long time Steven Spielberg really directed it. And just told they gave Toby Hooper the credit because Steven Spielberg couldn't direct a horror movie at that point in his career mm-hmm. or for whatever reason because mm-hmm. it was still looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So allegedly, to speak. allegedly, <laughs> but uh, Spielberg said that wasn't true. But uh, anyway, just but see to see Toby Hooper go from that to the Poultry Guys to the sequel Texas Chainsaw Massacre two because mm-hmm. this is the one. You have fun with this one. Ooh, Go ahead. Yes, this one. This one's dirty. <laughs> this one is the one um, we have Stretch, who's a DJ, and you get to see. I kind of think this. I kind of think you. You like Stretch. I I do. I well, first I just love her her, her voice. Uh-huh. Her voice has always been super captivating to me, and just her her uh, clever, just clever, doing what needs to be done to survive, to like to swallow some of your natural instincts of just being like disgusted and appalled Mm -hmm. like that's that's horror right like what do i have to fake and fiend to be free like uh what what like what what would i do (laughs) you sure you don't like horror films (laughs) i I don't tell you 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 describe them so motherfucking eloquently read the plot synopsis for the uh sequel all right driving through texas young guppy couple michelle played by kate hodge and ryan played by william butler shop at the last chance gas station but after they witness the owner attack a hitchhiker named Tex, played by Vigo Martinson, they panic oh, and flee. I was like, yeah, that's a no, different. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, when when does a? <laughs> yeah, I'm reading it like. What the I was fuck like, who is she talking about? Maybe I got confused <laughs> with which one the second one was. No, I, I typed in the um the second one. I had my notes confused. So I'm like, who the fuck is these hitchhikers? Okay. All right, here we go. This is it. Chainsaw wielding. Maniac, Leatherface, played by Bill Johnson, is up to his cannibalistic ways once again, along with the rest of his twisted clan, including the equally disturbed Chop Top, played by Bill Mosley. 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 This time, the mass killer has set his sights on a pretty disco jockey, Vanita Stretchbrook, played by Caroline Williams, who teams up with Texas lawman Lefty Enright, played by Dennis Hooper, mm-hmm. to battle the psychopath and his family deep within their lair, a macabre abandoned amusement park. So the second one again, this this is when Toby Hooper put all those uh humor aspects that he wanted to put in the original, but they didn't let him. So this is the Texas Chainsaw, I think, ingratiated the masses towards the franchise. To oh, me, you least. think so? I'm the masses. So uh I think the original was great for fans of the genre. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What year was the the second one? It came out twelve years later, so it was like eighty six. Oh, okay, okay. So I think this was the one because again, um, Texas Chainsaw was a dormant franchise, mm-hmm. but then you had Freddy coming out, Friday the Thirteenth coming out. So like, oh, we already have this horror franchise. So I think when they revitalize it, because again, they put more comedic elements into it. Is and I like how it looks. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why I was asking if you were a fan of Giallo films. Because how it's, how it's lit in this movie, like that funhouse oh. look. Oh, my God. Giallo yes. films have, the, Which have is running through too. the tunnels yeah. with the and, lights. Um, no, and I think Stretch too is one of the <laughs> one of the great last women. <laughs> no, Fido girls. <laughs> she calls them last women because uh, they're all women. Yeah, the, uh, I was like the final girl. Ah, I call them last women, but that's funny. But no, she was one of the good ones. But the relationship between her and uh, uh, Leatherface. Leatherface. Talk about that because I know it wasn't the one of the elements you said was intriguing to you. Yeah, I. I mean, the first one, Leatherface, is just you have. He's just a madman. He's just a killer. Mm-hmm. And this one, you see he has a desire for mm-hmm. something, right? And so mm-hmm. what is in, in his existence is family is everything. Mm-hmm. And he finally encounters something where he, his character sort of has this dilemma, mm-hmm. right? And First time he has a, a, a salient uh, thought or uh, not that, a sentient uh, thought. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. That he wanted to honor himself, mm-hmm. right? And so um, so giving him that kind of character mm-hmm. And and him just being just a gentle giant, mm-hmm. <laughs> really a dangerous gentle so, giant. So that's what I mean when I said I think this was the film that ingratiated him to the masses. Because oh, okay. when you think about Leatherface, I think this is that's the Leatherface that gets cosplayed the most. Mm. The, the, the the I call it the Blues Brother uh, Leatherface when he has the blazer <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. you know you have apron Leatherface. Yes. Uh, you, you have them all. It didn't. My personal favorite. We're gonna talk about it when we talk about the uh, 2003 film, which. It's divisive enough, but I heralded it as a, as a great one. But anyway, um, yes, and then the comedic aspects, and yes, I like Stretch as well. Yes. That's because you give me a good, good, good final girl, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to like it. Because uh, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I love Scream. Actually, Demon Knight as well, uh, not to get off topic, but that was another one. Because I think that's an underrated uh, uh, final girl role with J.D. Pickett Smith. But yeah, I think Stretch is an uh, underrated one too. Uh, and she went on to be in Leprechaun 3. Do you like Leprechaun? Oh, I'm terrified of it, but uh, yes. St. Patrick's Day just passed, and I watched, uh, rewatched them. Because Le- Leprechaun is my, I want to say, second favorite franchise. First is Child's Play, oh, then okay. it's Leprechaun. Short <laughs> motherfuckers getting revenge. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> but one, like one scene in the movie, like one of the scenes, I, I when I think about this movie, like my brain had snapshot, is yeah. when stretches, um, she's in the room, and she's like spread, she's like mm-hmm. sitting down, like spread open in the um, the ice chest. Mm-hmm. And then Leatherface has his the chainsaw. Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's cornered. She can't. Oh, move. yeah. He has his chainsaw and he's just going through the ice and uh-huh. her legs are open. And that's when she realizes, like, oh my God, he wants it's, me. Yeah. Because right then he could just killed her, but he just starts like plunging his chainsaw into the ice in and out, in and out. And there's like these ice particles are just mm-hmm. being shot up like shavings of ice yeah. and it's I'm like that is so erotic yeah, i was gonna say so yes at what age did you watch this one um i don't know but were you this, an adult or? no i was still a child so did you get all that at that time when you watched no it? i don't think so uh-huh. i definitely went but it, i not that i had processed but, but that scene stood out. Yeah, but that scene stood out to mm-hmm. me. And that's when she just has to say, like, oh, do you, do you like that? Like, uh-huh. do you, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what would you no, do? That's right? Because, again, you have totally different experiences mm-hmm. than I have. Because the movie, I shocked out funny. Dennis Hopper is funny. Like, to me, it's that's a circus madhouse of a film. And here you are. Oh, see the eroticism of the <laughs> the, the, the 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 woman uh, mystique and the lower uh, uh, somewhat paralyzed 
uh, uh, leather face. Oh, and then I was like, oh, I thought motherfucking shaving somebody. <laughs> <laughs> my young feeble oh my mind God. ass. Uh, but no, that was dope. So, and then the movie, the, the series from there. Oh, just mm-hmm. went out of control. <laughs> oh my God! So, yes, uh, I know you like the. I know you like the Matthew McConaughey. Yes, one. Renee Zellweger. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that one is fucking wild to me. Uh, he has like a robotic leg, and, and that one should be my favorite. Why? Because because it's so fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> no, when you give me those kind of movies, like I say, a movie doesn't have to make sense. As long as it sticks to the uh, the rules that are set up in, in its universe. If, if you stick mm-hmm. to that, like, I, I give your movie a, a, a fucking shot. But we're not going to talk about all of them. We're just going to talk about the... Oh, we have... Yeah, we have to talk about that. We got to talk yes. about this one mm-hmm. and, then, and then the third one. I, I just yes. think these are the ones that uh, Warren talking. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, originally, rele- originally released as... The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a 1994 American slasher film written and directed by King Hinkle, who uh, wrote the first uh, wrote the first one with Toby Hinkle. Oh. So this was the return to you know the the originator. Mm. So people had high hopes for it. <laughs> oh, damn! Uh, it starring Re- Renee Zellweger, Matthew McConaughey, Robert Jacks as Leatherface, and the plot follows four te- teenagers who encounter Leatherface. And his murderous family in the backwoods, Texas, on the night of their prom. And it's the fourth installment. Uh, yeah, this one is one of the movies where I say it's like nasty for no sense. It's just gross and disgusting. It's like, <laughs> it should be my favorite. And then, but Renee Zellweger is fucking off the fucking charts in this movie. You sit the fuck down. <laughs> I don't know if I'm so funny to me. But Matthew McConaughey is fucking annoying. <laughs> like, I know... Uh, and I love Matthew McConaughey, but then they, they don't explain his character or nothing. So I think this is the the um, where the where the franchise was going to be in that kind of because mm-hmm. around the year this came out, horror movies are like in a slump anyway. Yeah, because they weren't really revitalized till 1996 with Scream. So I think this was a, a, a aimless, directionless time. For yes. horror, uh, especially of you know the classics like Chainsaw Massacre, and I think um, by this time the Jasons weren't uh, Friday Thirteenth mm-hmm. weren't really hitting like that, even though they were coming out like every year. That's uh, why they weren't hitting like that's that. why they weren't hitting like that. <laughs> but Jason X though, uh, Jason X is it. one of one of my favorites, yes. and again because that one is so nonsensical, <laughs> yes. but it, it follows the rules of its mm-hmm. universe. So I'm like, okay, it's twenty, it's Four hundred years in the future, Jason's fucking anymore. Let's roll. Let's you know, do let, it. Let's roll. Uh, uh, I'm, at, I'm, um, I'm actually doing next week. So by the time this come out, you could be look, looking forward to it. Doing the whole franchise, somewhat like we're doing here, but we're gonna go into the whole franchise with uh, my homeboy Juni, uh, uh, Corn. But uh, he's his favorite franchise is Friday the Thirteenth. Nice. So we're gonna talk about it. But getting back to um, Texas Chainsaw. So this third one, what are your full thoughts on it? Bro, I don't have much. Because like, I remember you remembered this one. I, I remember Renee Zellringer in a really bright pink dress. Yeah, it was I'm, a pink prom yeah, dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember her running about. Oh, I remember she had the white one. Oh, I can see. I can't remember the details. I, I don't remember the details either. I remember being very confused about mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is he a like a character from like the previous movie? He really? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't think he was ever established. I think he's just supposed to take the shock top, uh, a shock top role. Mm. Uh, 
of just the zany character. Oh, it's a, the madman. Yeah, but this is where the director should have either honed him in. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not uh, familiar with the um, filmography of the director, but yeah, he was just motherfucking wild, and you gotta put, you have to. You could be crazy and zany, but you have to have a direction. So I think the director was just like, go crazy, nephew. And he was just yelling and screaming. I'm like, motherfucker. But uh, that one part, what did he say? It ain't no fucking thing, big deal or something he said. So when he's subtle, mm-hmm. I think he's he's cool, mm-hmm. you know, because he, mm-hmm. he does have that little machismo and that swagger. That's just how he speaks. So when he's chill, I like him as a character. But then when he just get the grunting and screaming and yelling, I'm like, what the fuck? You had a good character, but you swung for the motherfucking fences. So <laughs> Yeah, that one I think I've only seen twice. The other ones I've seen, like the two I've seen. I'll be honest, and that, that that one never it, it never even kept my attention. No, I remember I, I watching even... it, and I was uh, even as a kid. I like or uh, when it came out, I don't have my uh, cell phone or nothing. I I can't remember no any details. No, so I think that's why, uh, or I know for sure that's why. But <clears throat> so when we get into the two thousand and three one, and this one happens to be. Mm-hmm. My favorite. I will defend it. Even though I went on that whole diatribe about not liking gory movies. This one is effective to me. And, and, and it is gory. It is mean-spirited. Mm. But just at the time I seen it. And and and, and again, I'm I'm a teen teenager. I'm 17, 18. So I'm disgruntled anyway. <laughs> is that when you saw this one? Yeah, I, I saw it when it came oh, out. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Was, and then it was um the first one I seen... Um, that I like remember coming out. I don't yeah. remember the other ones coming out. They just always were out. But I don't remember coming new movies. I'm like, oh shit, Jessica Bill, I actually want to see that. So to me, this was uh, the first one that it came out, and I went to see it like on under my own uh, fruition. You know yeah, for for me, growing up watching, like te- I guess the kids around. I grew up in Clovis, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of Caucasians. So they don't watch scary movies. Oh. So I grew up in the culture where I was one of the only kids watching these scary movies uh-huh. and so when the 03 came out it's like people suddenly started talking about it and i'm like where's everybody been oh. like i thought this was already something that was established my family we saw it also in theaters and we were just stoked this was something this is the plot synopsis read all right oh okay <laughs> i made sure in this remake of the horror classic a group of young travelers including aaron played by jessica bill andy played by michael vogel and morgan <laughs> played by jonathan tucker comes across an isolated rural home while driving through Texas. Unfortunately for them, the decrepit house is a residence of a family of deranged backwood killers, most notably a hulking mass brute named as Leatherface, played by Andrew Brian Nariosky, who begins <laughs> to hunt the stranded youth down. Will any of their friends survive the nightmarish ordeal? So this is my favorite one, and I'm not going to argue this is the best. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to argue that is good, but it is my favorite. And again... Oh, and it was directed by Marcus uh, uh, Nespel, and um, okay, and it came out two thousand three. Okay, I don't think I named a director, so I'm sorry, but yeah. So I, of course, like I said, I remember this one coming out when it came out, and this movie to me was visually appealing to me. Mm. I like I like the muted tones, I should say. I like how it looked grim. So this is this is when I'm starting to notice shit like that mm. in movies, um, and I like how it was shot mm-hmm. and again i'm still um i still I, I don't have words to describe certain things i like about movies at this time but again cinematography 
was something I paid attention to, but I didn't know that's what it was called. Mm, you know, okay. so I got older and started reading about movies and shit and um, uh, learning more about filmmaking. Uh, so the cinematography in that film was great. And it was the original one. Daniel Pearl came back to do it. Mm-hmm. So we discussed my favorite scene is a, a trigger warning. But when someone uh, extinguishes themselves in the van. Mm-hmm. So when I first seen that, for one, she pulls a gun out of her nether regions, which blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. I don't, and, if we can do that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, y'all got that pocket? <laughs> uh, and then she shot herself. And to me... Um, it tripped me out because she she had already got away from what she got away from mm-hmm. with foreboding. So mm-hmm. when she was so scared of what she got away from, the the mere thought of her going back to it, mm-hmm. she said, nah. And it's like, oh, the character, that's what you're in for. Like, whatever <laughs> whatever caused her to do that awaits mm-hmm. you. So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it blew my mind. So from there, the, it's just a cavalcade of guts and of horror. So, again, the movie is not as subtle, as artistic, as, uh, well, I don't want to say scary. Uh, it doesn't take its time as much as the original, mm-hmm. but that set Is that a bad thing? No, just compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying I think that's why it's not remembered as fondly. Because it mm. it's a remake, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So the other ones were just sequels, so they were mm-hmm. allowed to do their own thing. So with this being a, a remake and the first okay. horror remake of its kind, of its ilk, that started the wave of remakes that's mm-hmm. basically t- continuing to this day, um, for better or for worse, because after this, then you had Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know in order, but you had Hills Have Eyes, which was a complete remake. Um, and then you have... Friday the 13th, mm-hmm, then you mm-hmm. had uh, Freddy Cougar, then so on and so forth. And, and again, it goes on to this day, because now we're getting the Evil Dead, which is a sequel, but the remake was like in, uh, not too long ago. But I'm saying that to say, so this jumped it off, So, for, yeah. uh, which is why I want to speak about this in historical context, because this was the first horror remake, and uh, it set the tone for the ones to come. So I think that's... One of the reasons why people don't like it because it's not as subtle as the original. I know when you say that, I'm like people don't like it. I'm like who? Who the who the after? Uh, well, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not rated good. Uh, the critics don't like it. Uh-huh. Um, fans don't like it. It's not remembered. Fans finally. don't like it. What? No. See, how I many don't... people here talking about this one? I well, I, people are stupid. You should, <laughs> that, that, that's my takeaway. Yeah. I, I feel well, like. Well, no, you're allowed not to yeah. like it, but I just think these are some of the reasons people don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I guess that's really easy to do. Obviously. Mm. Cause, uh, cause again, I don't like the one with Matthew McConaughey, but to yeah, somebody yeah. that may be their favorite one. Yeah. So but, I get well, it. Well, they're not on this podcast right now. <laughs> so okay. But for for me, like um, for someone who I, I watched the original and the second one like so many times, so going into this and to the movie theater with my family, um, and having it not comparing it, but just mm-hmm. having it in mind, mm-hmm. and so I, I just love how it's touched so many elements of the original, mm-hmm. like an homage in a mm-hmm. way, and they incorporated. Uh, what worked and what was established and and added new elements because again sensibilities are different now so we're mm-hmm. we're de- we're desensitized youth. yes so yes of that, course that 1974 shit wasn't even finna- yeah this a, a, a scared no disgruntled 16 year old you know yes so uh, putting her on a hook okay that's yeah. cool but let's just chop off his leg yeah then, with a chainsaw and then put the same that same the salt the salt the salt on that there. freaked me the and fuck then out, put him man. on the hook like, so that movie was so because again I you can give me a, a good bleak ending, 
but or a movie, but I I do like some respite for the characters. Mm, mm, uh, mm. Uh, when the when the ending is just so bleak, sometimes I'm like, damn, she could have survived. Like you could have gave me something. But it, again, I I get that's the part of it. So Jessica Bill as the last woman, final girl. <laughs> oh, I, I liked her, but I'm a fan of Jessica Bill. So to me. Like, this is my Jessica Bill movie. This and The Tall Man. I actually really do like The Tall Man. Have you ever seen it? No. It's it's another one that's not finally remembered. But maybe I like it because of Jessica Bill. But See, I, I'm not a, like a particular fan of Jessica Bill. So I uh, went in there without an opinion. I remember her from Seventh Heaven. Se- uh, yeah. Seventh yeah, Heaven, I, yeah. That, we used to watch it when I was younger. And that was about it. So I really went in there. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it because of her. But I think yeah. being familiar with her... Watching her seven heavy, like, oh, that's to me, oh, that's that girl from that show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's in a horror movie now. So it's kind of like these are characters you're uh, uh, somewhat growing up with. Uh, have an association with. Have an association yeah. with. So they're uh, maturing as you're maturing, you know? Yeah. So to me, that that was cool. And then Leatherface himself, this was my favorite Leatherface, mm-hmm. 2003 one. Did, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the only one they show his face. Uh, it's the mm-hmm. only one they show him without his face. And he's. Yeah. Uh, 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 disfigured mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't know how i feel about that i do like him never being revealed Same. but he's just a motherfucking maniac in this mm-hmm. one. yeah he's uh, he's a wild trained and beast I, and i like him in this yeah one. of course the subtle one in the original is more creepy uh, um the second one is more zany more empathetic mm-hmm. but this one this motherfucker no remorse when he snatched your girl at the damn uh uh, truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a machine. He's like a Rottweiler. He's yeah. a family trained dog, right there. Uh-huh. So what? Do, what do you? Oh, well, you're already explaining it. So I was gonna say, where? Where do you put this Leatherface? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This one is. He's just. Uh, like I said, he's just. He's a. Because oh. you like you like Leatherface too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that because that gives me hope. If I ever encountered uh, him, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I this know one, <laughs> this, this one. one. You, no. you, you spread your legs for this one. Yeah, you chop yeah, it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, this one you can't do shit with. <laughs> no, this one is it, it is what it is. It's not personal, you know. And it's just like, damn, and, and the whole family dynamic, knowing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there's not just one. There's a horde of them. And I like Arlie uh, Hammer in this one, who's up for Full Metal Jacket. I uh, and to me, mm. the sheriff is the, the scariest part Ooh, of the movie to me. Yeah, because that's this is the motherfucker I'm hopeless towards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I say that movie had me scared to go to Texas. I'm like, of course. What if I get pulled over by one of these mm-hmm. shit? because to me, that that's the horror I identify with. Because you know, certain things scare. Uh, a woman wouldn't, wouldn't scare a man. Mm-hmm. So shit like that, that's my version of helplessness. Mm-hmm. So movies like Friday the 13th, I love them, but they don't really scare me. As far as somebody come in with a machete, we fighting. He, you gonna kill me when we fight. Of course, that's that's the dude to get his head yeah, uh, yeah. knocked off in the uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. So, but of course, we, we, we and Jason, we just got to box it out. Uh, me and Michael Myers, we gonna have to box it out. Not a I, chainsaw. I can't do shit. I can't do shit. Or even me and Leatherface, we could box it out. But to me, I can't do shit with the law. So when this motherfucking oh, sheriff yes, gets this yes. car, yes. I'm shit out of luck. Because yeah, he that, got a whole jurisdiction behind him. I can't do shit with him. So that's what scared. That's why this movie stuck with me. Because that was the element to me mm-hmm. that made it horrifying. And then, of course, you can't do anything uh, when Leatherface comes out. Because cause who's backing him? Then the whole family's crazy. So... 
that being on you're in the you're in the heartland of America, but you're on this island. Mm-hmm. So that that fucking yeah, ter- that shit terrified me. Yeah, this the scary like one of the scary scenes for me is when he has them roll her like saran wrap her body, mm-hmm. right? And they're all looking at each other like this is not right. This right? is legal, but, but you nobody do it. speaks up. That's a scary part because mm-hmm. that's a scary part in scary movies. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Like when you're watching that, like oh bro, I would just I wouldn't do right? that. Uh, they, that's yeah, fishy. Yeah. Nah, but yeah. in that moment, like this is a share. If he's got a gun, what am I gonna and, and do? And then now, when we see what, uh, well, not the advent, but the pop, uh, the, the popularizing of, uh, you know, TikTok and shit like that, mm-hmm. we see what people would do in those situations, and we hear uh, stories like, "Well, how could this happen?" And everybody like didn't do nothing. When we hear mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. where shit, people could intervene and didn't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, these are these horror movies. Yes. It's like if one person just would have said, oh, no, wait, don't mm-hmm. do that, that person would have been alive. If one person okay. just would have been like, what? We got to talk about one of the characters, favorite right. characters, yeah. the little boy. Oh, Jedediah. let me in. Jedediah. Okay. Dude, me and my family quote that part What's your so name? many times. Uh, Grandma, let me in. Yes, <laughs> oh, okay. Grandma, let me in. That The addition of that character Mm-hmm. I felt I liked him as a character. I, I loved it. I <laughs> loved it. I wasn't mad at it, and it gave you a little bit of hope. A mm. little. The first one you had, you no idea. Uh-huh. This one was like maybe, man, mm-hmm. maybe this connection can make a difference. So, what do you feel about the two thousand three one? Do you? I like love it? the two thousand three one. I okay. love the like. I but I, I have to you know I side with the original because it's the mm. original. But the mm. two thousand three one, I felt elevated the original. Okay. I, I did like it added like more of the characters like the characters when they died, dude. When her. With the, the fiance, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he's when he's gone, when he gets yet. snatched and, and, and up, and he wears his his face, and then he wears his face like yeah. that reveal, like son of a bitch, like that hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing her push her brother and him getting like, saw, like attacked right there in a wheelchair, like that's that that sucked. But then seeing like, oh, this it's more, yeah, this is uh, more visceral and shit like that. Yeah, it's just it's like hurts. The, the 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 baby cell plot, I didn't too much care for. Uh, mm-hmm. When she they had to save the baby, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that needed to be. We didn't need another, but I guess you're trying to make this the, raise the stakes. Yeah, uh, I see that. Like, as those are sort of moments of like release of tension. Those are like little moments of like like she's running through right, right, and then suddenly she's in some place drinking tea. Oh, so like, oh, like whenever yeah, they yeah, introduce yeah. the baby, like that's always like oh, oh slows so it the part down. With her, so that mm-hmm. part is cool, but I mean yeah. Just her having the rest. Oh yeah, baby. yeah. That, that, yeah, that yeah, part yeah. to me is kind of like, oh, we didn't need a baby, but because I, I don't like when movies do that. They will, um, if a movie really wants to shock you, they just do something to a kid, and if it's not oh, justified to me, ooh. I don't. I'm like, you don't have to do that. Good I get point. why you did, mm-hmm, but when it's when mm-hmm. it's when to me, and this is just my opinion, because of course, if the director thinks it's justified, it's justified. Mm-hmm. But to me, when it's not justified, you're just doing that to get a. a uh, uh, reaction. So, and again, nothing happened to the baby. But yeah. To me, I don't think we needed to introduce the baby. Oh shit, they gonna kill this baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. But and then she rested. She, uh, so I guess it made her more of a heroine. So maybe yeah. that's what the movie oh, yeah. wanted to be like. Uh, through all this, she still cared enough to save. A, 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 you know. So maybe that was something. They sure, sure. So, but, <laughs> we'll, but it, we'll say that. We'll say. That. But it did again. But that's again. That's just me. So that's one element I don't too much care for. But again, this movie. It looks great. Yes. Yeah, okay. I like acting, but go ahead. Another Continue. thing is okay. What What do you thought about the the house as a character? Oh yeah. Like come yeah, on, yeah, bro. Like the, yeah. the 2003 house is uh-huh. just um, and the angle that they hit it from 
it's just like, oh my God, that's a monster. And then they tried to redo the uh, the the down upward uh, facing scene in the original where they go under the bench. Mm-hmm. And this oh, one, they, they yes. kind of re- redo it with Jessica Biel. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. So yes, like you said, with the house being the character, this is, um, I feel like that, how I feel about with uh, Gotham City. I think the best Batman movies are the one with Gotham City's a character in the oh, film. Oh, okay, okay. So what? Movies like this, of course, uh, you always have to go back to the Elm Street house, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, A scream, yeah. mm-hmm. they took it back to the original house where it happened, so it becomes, you know, it's nostalgic. So, yes, I agree with you, there. and the set design in this one is good. This one of the movies, it looks gross, like you don't want to touch nothing. Yeah, And that was effective to me. The first one, I really didn't get that. I, I did get it with the, the one with uh, the, the next generation. That one... Ah, uh, yeah, that movie made me feel gross. So this one, it, it does it, but then it's more horrific to me, at least. Uh, again, the part where they put literally put salt in the wound. Yes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The part and she by the end, the our, our final girl is just fucking bloody, oil dirty. Like it's mm-hmm. she been through what she she looked like she looked like she been through what she been. Through. Yes. And, uh, go ahead. Well, I think I love one part of this. Um, movie that I always like which is like any great part of a, a scary movie is you have to be quiet mm. so when she's in that broken down that deteriorating home in the woods uh. and she's hiding in the closet and she has to cover her mouth mm. and then the rat comes out and you're just like oh my god what's gonna those, happen those, those scenes in movies they get me too cause I know my monkey ass <laughs> yes. ah shit like I'll be trying to be quiet then yes. let that rat jump off Oh shit! Uh, yeah, that's a yeah, bye and, bye 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 job. Yeah, and she had just been running, so she's breathing hard, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh my god, like could I do that? Mm-hmm. And then he just comes from behind her. Yeah. You're just like, holy hell! Like it takes it, just it, you just don't expect it, man. So this movie had to um, had a sequel that ended up being a prequel, because uh, <laughs> it takes place before yeah, the yeah, events. Yeah. In uh, I hate this one. Yeah. See, I really don't like it, and we're not going to get into all of them, but that, I'm just saying this is just kind of where mm-hmm. this continuity ended. Or not continuity, because they went on to make a bunch of different ones, but I mean, as far as the the films, to me, the rest of them, I just really didn't care for. No. And I know they did the, the Netflix one, no. which I didn't care for as well, but I guess that's just kind of where we're going to take it. I did like Leatherface. In the in the new one and hated that movie too. Yeah, but I, I really don't like it. So yeah, I think the the only reason I bought up this sequel to the two thousand three one is because this is the one where I just think it's is it's just fucked up for no reason. Mm-hmm. This one just mm-hmm. wants to just shock you and just took advantage of it. Yeah, terror. so this one mm-hmm. is just to me, it just loses its taste. What I guess it'd be like <laughs> you're talking about taste in a horror movie. Yeah, but this one's just nasty, vitriolic for no reason. And then, and then it brings in the draft dodging subplot. So I don't know if you're trying to make a comment because during the, during this time, you know, we have the the war going on in Iraq. So mm. oh, I don't know if oh you're trying God. to make I don't know if you're trying mm-hmm. to be make a commentary. Which if I'm reading too much into it, I am. So forgive me. But if you're gonna do that, just do it in a better film. You know. Mm-hmm. So. I guess so. That's just kind of where where that ends, and I guess where this ends because we're not gonna talk about them all. Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't the point. She wanted to talk about her favorite, and I want to talk about mine. Yeah. And her being a fearful lover, reluctant, truculent horror fan, I was really curious on why she liked Texas Chainsaw Massacre because out of all of them, you yeah. know what I mean. I figured it'd been something like 
fucking the witch or something or something like that or the Babadook or some shit like that. But nah, she like Leatherface. But uh, but go ahead as as you know, say your salutations or oh my my farewells. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I really don't have much to say, but I I don't really watch any new horror films. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get you out of that. But so, so th- thank you for coming. Did you enjoy yourself? Yes, I did have a good time. Whenever you want to talk about some old shit, okay, let okay. me know. You got any? Oh, uh, you said Leprechaun? No, 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 oh, no. What? Like your social media? Oh, or anything? Uh, my wanna... social media. Oh yeah, you can follow me at Dandy Daily on Instagram. Yeah, she all about the local shit happening, man. So if you need to know what's happening in the five five nine area, this is who you need to need to follow. So yeah, that's nothing to have her on. She's so popular. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh wow, you're gonna break me with your presence. Thank you. But this has been John Holiday and our somewhat deep analysis of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My favorite 2003. Hers is the original and, and the second the sequel with, with our good girl Stretch. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, follow me on Instagram, Holiday the 13th, and we are out. Peace out.